Hello and welcome to episode 8 of the Mid-Off Cricket Podcast. Mid-Off, because by midway through, you'll probably want to switch off. I'm your host, Ross. Welcome back after our seven-hour live BBL broadcast a fortnight ago. Let me introduce the kings of dead air, the (laughs) cure for insomnia crew. (laughs) Uh, second generation gloved artisan and the boy from the wrong side of the tracks come good. Welcome, David. Hello, Ross. Happy New Year. Uh, just a quick numbers update for you. Uh, there's now more people listening to us than were stuck outside of the MCG security checks last night. So uh, we're going pretty well. <laughs> That's a lot of people. So about 50,000 people, people listening to us. So. Uh, thanks for that, David. No uh, a man who it said Dave Warner modelled his game on and our man with his ear to ground on all things local cricket. Welcome, Michael. Hello, gents. Hello, Mick. Hello, Happy Mick. New Year, listeners. Yes, welcome. And Australia's number one Nathan Lyon fan and our groundskeeping guru, welcome, Alex. Merry New Year, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Alex. Uh, today we come to you from the Twin Studios. I'm in the salubrious Alex Doolan Studios, <laughs> and the rest of the crew are in the Andrew Suit and Tie Studios. <laughs> it's a good setup, too, I don't mind telling oh, you. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. I've a lot of technology nice floating about. I've got a nice view of some kangaroos eating grass here. Yeah. So. The, the Jamison's flowing in the uh, Super Tire <laughs> Studios, yeah. We've got a good view of some wheelie bins. <laughs> um, empty. <laughs> Wrong Still... side of the tracks coming. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, is there a car on blocks there? Or? Uh, not yet. Wait until it gets a bit darker. <laughs> I did walk past a camper van on blocks on the way here. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Tough times in the big city. Oh, yeah. Mm. All right. uh, For our first segment, it's over to Mick with some standout performances in local cricket so far this season. All righty. So because we're at the uh, midway point, I've decided I've pulled up the stats from uh, Premier Cricket men's and women's throughout Australia. So I'm just going to give a quick rundown of who's leading the wickets and who's leading the runs in each of those comps around Australia. So we'll start off with the girls. So we've got our women's Premier Cricket. So in Victoria... Um, Cassie Brock from the Box Hill Cricket Club's leading the comp with 15 wickets at 13. Friend of She's the show. a leggy, so that's a pretty good effort there. Friend so. of the show. Friend of the show. Yeah, friend of the show. <laughs> so Queensland Premier Cricket, we've got Megan White, who's got 15 wickets at 8.4. Oh. She plays for Sandgate Redcliffe District Cricket Club. How many games then? Uh, I haven't got oh, how many games there is. And Sydney's women, Sydney, in the Sydney Women's Comp, it's Charlotte. Anvald, who's got 18 wickets at 10. She plays for Gordon Women's District Career Club, so it's a great effort there. In down in Tassie, it's Katie Cole's got 13 wickets at 7.92. And she plays for Clarence. Uh, SA's uh, Monique Dracott, who's got 10 wickets at 2.20. So she plays for Kensington District. Uh, WA's got Renee Campbell, who, uh, sorry, Renee Chapel. So I'm sure yes. she's related to. Trevor Chapel, maybe. And she's got 19 <laughs> wickets at 8.74. She plays for the Melville Cricket Club, so there's some great um, performances there with the, from the ball, with the ball for the girls. So then we've got the, uh, in the, in terms of batting, so Victoria and the women's got Jessica Cameron from the Paran Cricket Club. has got 393 runs at 196.5. Oh. And uh, I'll... I'll just give out a number two there as well because this is Apparently pretty impressive. Apparently, five games. Yeah, okay, five games. Then you got Meg Lanning, who's the captain of the Stars. She's got three seventy nine runs at one hundred and twenty six, and she plays for Box Hill as well, for Box Hill. 
Up in Queensland, we've got Beth Mooney's got 341 runs at 68.2. Wow, this seems... Yeah, not, re- not really a good average <laughs> in comparison, but uh, she plays she plays for Sandgate, Redcliffe as well, so they've got the leading run and wicket taker. Uh, Sydney women's, we've got uh, Georgia Redmayne's got 412 runs <laughs> at 68. She plays for universities. Down in Tassie's Emily uh, Divin. She's got 257 at 42.83, and she plays for Kingborough, the Kingborough Knights. Uh, SA, we've got Amanda Wellington, who some people might recognise from the... Uh, I think she was playing for the Hobart Hurricanes the other day. She's a leggy. She bowled really well in uh, the women's uh, T20. But she's a leading run scorer there. She's got 203 runs at 50. She plays for Port Adelaide. And in WA is Nicole Bolton, who's got uh, 305 runs at 61. Nice. She plays for Subiaco. Just to interrupt there, Mick, is yep. Amanda Wellington not going to stop, stop, stop till she's top, top, top? <laughs> no, not until she's the uh, pride of the nation. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. I thought you were going to make a gumboot joke, but you went the other way. Don't know any gumboot jokes, sorry. Uh, yeah. that, that's a, I, I wouldn't know a gumboot joke. Wellingtons. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I get it. Yeah, I get no, that, I but I couldn't even I didn't get that. <laughs> too subtle, sorry. <laughs> sorry, Ross. Bit yeah. too high brow. Yeah. All right, so we'll move over to the men's. We'll have a quick run through there as well. So we've got. Uh, so we'll start off with Queensland Premier Cricket. There's a guy there by the name of Scott Walter has 45 wickets. What? At eight at 8.71, oh. and he plays for the University of Queensland. That one had two weeks He's off. got 45 wickets. Before Christmas. Yeah. Jesus. Oh, hey, so, do they play a different season? Oh, they start like mid-September, I reckon. Yeah. But yeah, still, still yeah. 45, 45 wickets is like a season's worth of wickets. Yeah. But if it was in like five games, yeah. it's not going to be absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. So then we move down to Victoria, where Jeremy Hart is leading um, the comp there. He's got 33 wickets at 14. He plays for Footscray Edgewater. Uh, Sydney Grey Crew, we've got Daniel Sands, has 21 uh, wickets at 17. He plays for Randwick. Milked. Uh, Cricket Tassie, Gordon Kerr, who's no relation to Daniel Kerr, has 23 wickets at 14.87. He plays for the University of Tassie. Then we move across to South Australia. Uh, Jake Haberfield has 21 wickets at 16.93. And he plays for Tea Tree Gully District. Oh, yes, please. Yes, please. And over in WA, uh, Max Turner, who I think might be a spinner. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> got a real the, spinner's uh, name. Yeah, as 25 wickets at 10.48, and he plays for Melville. I was going to make a tea tree oil joke, but well, the Turner one just got me. Fun fact about tea tree gully. My uh, granddad the lives there. Oh really? Oh yeah. Is yeah. he playing in that district side? <laughs> no, no. He's captain of the first eleven, isn't he? <laughs> yeah. Plays vets. He's yeah. the groundskeeper. Oh, he plays rope coits on the cricket ground. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I'll quickly finish off with the run score. It's just to finish off. So we go back to Sydney Grade Cricket. Uh, boat leading the runs there is Philip Wells. He's got 631 runs at 157.75 by Bankstown. Seems like he keeps going to the well. Then we yes. move across to Cricket Tasmania, <laughs> where uh, the King Brown himself, Jordan Silk, the big long neck, has 49, <laughs> has... Uh, as 490 runs at 122 for North Hobart. Gee. Uh, as, over in South Australia, a chap by the name of Bradley Davis has 468 runs at 78 playing for Sturt. Uh, Victorian Premier Cricket is Ben Fletcher, has 541 at just under 50 playing for Melbourne University. Well, that's funny, Fletcher, just under 50. That's yeah. like Dustin. Mm. Yeah. There we go, <laughs> WA Premier Cricket, Stuart Walters has 491 <laughs> at 98 playing for Mid- Midland. Jesus. 98, Midland. Yeah. 
Midland Irrigation. <laughs> then we got our Queensland Premier Creek. We've got Sam Truloff has 647 at 107. Uh, and he's playing for Western Suburbs. So that just gives you a quick wrap of the leading <clears throat> wicket takers and run scorers across Australia in Premier or Grade Cricket. So, yeah. You've done some research there, Mick. It's bloody good. You're the person who actually does My Cricket Facebook has everything. If you look hard enough, you'll find everything. Well, very good, Mick. Now, one thing I did notice there is that we've improved a lot. I see, you know, Dave made a terrible joke about Dustin Fletcher. There was a moment of dead air, and then Mick just went straight on with WA. (laughs) I was just testing to see if we'd got past that dead air stage, and I think we've done really well there. Yeah, we cut it down. I reckon we've gone from about 20 seconds down to about three there. That was good. Yeah. Yeah. All right, uh, Premier. One thing I'd like to touch. One thing I'd like to quickly touch on before we before we move on, but also on the Microit website has a list of how everyone's been dismissed so far this season. Uh, There's been 18 blokes out through all all cricket around yeah, Australia. Constructed field. Oh, good. <laughs> That's 36 blokes have been out handled the ball. Oh, so there's 36 teams that are just the shit teams. Yeah. And 86 blokes have been out because they hit the ball twice. Oh, what? Oh, wow. This so I guess they must have, like, tippers. bang, and then belted it again. Yeah, but you wouldn't have an umpire in fifth yeah. grade, so no one would go, this you've did that slot. Yeah, it might balls. be. Uh, yeah, and yeah, then there's been a hundred blokes who have been timed out. <laughs> oh, and I can tell you, I am responsible for two of those, because I had a bloke in my team who didn't rock up the second week, and I got the shits with him one to wreck his average. So I timed him out in both <laughs> innings is when we got outrighted. You know, so apart from me, there's 98 other ones. So that, you're a really good captain. Oh. Yeah, that's it. If, you, if you're going to do, if you're going to do the wrong thing, the wrong thing happens to you. You know what that is? That's just old mate who's batted the week before. Yeah. yeah. And then just no, is that timed out? I've had many an argument about what the actual dismissal is. Yeah, it's not yeah, tired. Tired. Yeah. tired, not yeah. timed out. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But then you see those, like, saying a, a team rocks up and they've only got eight batsmen, but they put nine down or they put a couple more blows because I think they might be able to ring them up and get them there, and then they don't show up. So they're in the scorebook. What, do they get just DNB, did not bat, or they get timed yeah, out? Yeah, yeah, yeah DNB. You can time them out if you're going to be, but as a general, you just get DNB. That's you're going to be bad. a pre So you went out of your way. So I went out of my way to time this bloke out. It does seem strange, though, that how would anyone actually be timed out? Is it be that second week, not coming back the second week? Yeah. What about if you're on the shitter? Yeah. <laughs> the last no, week shit. Yeah. yeah. You've had a big night the night before, yeah. as cricketers do, yeah. and you've got the trots the next morning, and you just can't, you <laughs> can't get off the bowl to go out there and face a delivery. <laughs> do you think the umpires in local cricket put the stopwatch on now? No. no I think right. they just played by feel. They go, Jesus, it's been a long time. And no, so it appears. Yeah. Just... No, if the umpires in the NFCA at least. <laughs> Everything's played by fear. Yeah. There's yeah. a logical <laughs> backing behind anything. That's probably pitched outside leg, but it's still yeah. hitting the stuff, so I'm yeah. going to get it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I feel like I'm hitting the stuff. Yeah, stumps. I feel yeah. like that was out. Yeah. <laughs> they appealed heartily. I'm getting yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, fair enough. All right, um, moving on to our second segment, Premier Cricket. Now, I've been disgusted... Yeah, with what's happened over the last few weeks. Now, just prior to Christmas, so the 19th of December, there was some Premier Cricket on in Melbourne. Uh And um, I was told by a former district cricketer that um, no district cricket would never be called off for heat because these guys were athletes and they could play in extreme heat, you know, 40 degrees and above. Yeah. So they do three nights of training, all fielding training. Geez, they let themselves go when they stop playing their cricket, though, don't they? Oh, big, big. 
So, Especially the left armers. Yeah. yeah, yeah. As soon as yeah. they stop playing baby cricket, he's ballooned out. Darren Jarman. Yeah, Darren Jarman. Yeah, yeah. Derek Kidd. Anyway. Um, uh, so, yeah, they were playing in 40-degree heat um, just before Christmas. So yep. I thought, oh, that's fair enough. These guys are athletes. They're the highest level of amateur athlete you can have. They're committed to, Ross. Sorry? They're committed. Committed, yes, very committed. Yeah. So I thought, well, they'll be playing the next two Saturdays, December 27 yeah. and um, and also on um, the Saturday just gone, January the 2nd. But um, no, not playing no. on either day. And they didn't play on New Year's Day either. Disgraceful. Mm, shocking. Yeah. Shocking. They <laughs> could have played Saturdays stuff. and they could have played the Sundays. Yep. You know, could have been two, two days. Yep. There were, there were um, five days off work in that eight-day period. They could have played every day. They could have played a test <laughs> match. <laughs> <laughs> I think they need to have a good hard look at themselves. They call themselves committed to cricket, but two weeks off, what are they doing? Just lying around eating leftover turkey and stuff. That's right. Well, the, well, the lean part sport. of the turkey, of course, because they're committed. Oh, right, yes. No yeah. chicken skin, just the yeah, meat. Yeah. Uh, so, yes, yeah, nothing to talk about in Premier Cricket. So do we just go dead air for 15 minutes? Yeah, I think so. (laughs) That's the way. So we we trip over now to Alex and Groundskeeping Corner. Okay, guys. So I'm going to continue my um, around the grounds with groundskeeping sort of segment. So we're going to Bell Reef. Hooray. Uh, you always got to get a little diggy. <laughs> Everyone Excuse looks me. forward to a trip to Bell Reeve, even if it is only to talk about groundskeeping. Yes, on the um, on the <laughs> east bank of the mighty Derwent, the Bell Reeve. Oh, is it near the Derwent River? I didn't know that. It is. Oh, okay. Yes, they often do their sailing on the Derwent as well. Is there a river there? Yep, there is. Usually, there's usually a river shot when there's a wicket at the Bell Reeve test. Have you ever noticed that? They go on and bang on about. Um, sailing and sloop John Bees and catamarans for a while, and then there's a wicket. Anyway, I digress. This is not sailing corner. No, I've just got caught up in it. Maybe it's easy to get caught up in sort I know of sailing. One of my stuff. favourite highlights of the year is all, always following the extensive open water yacht racing season in Australia. Oh, yeah. the What is it? Sydney to Hobart. Yeah, and all those I other follow that. Races. I stay up for 48 hours following that. Well, that's got a cricket connection. Michael Clark was on the boat that sunk. Much really? like the tail end of his cricket career. Just sort of... <laughs> <laughs> that boat wasn't called the Ashes, was it? <laughs> was it called the Ricky Pottingham? He went down. Oh, oh, oh you can talk about... Oh, oh, was was Clark <laughs> Skipper on that boat? Uh, of course he was. Oh, he I know, but, he was but strangely enough, he was the first one off. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. How's Bell Reef going, Alex? All right, anyway, back to the Grandskeeper quarter. So, um, uh, 1987, the headquarters of Tasmanian Cricket moved from the TCA ground, whatever that was. That's Tasmanian Cricket Association. Ground. Yeah. Okay. I don't know where that was, North but it Hobart moved to Bell Reef Oval in 1987. Was that at I'll... North Hobart Oval? I have no idea, mate. Okay. <laughs> I've done a certain level of uh, research into this. None. No, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's funny that you're talking about uh, the Tasmanian Cricket Association moving and you didn't know what TCA stood for. (laughs) Exactly. Hey, Ross, you can't see this, obviously, because he's got the Twin Studios, but he's got a page of notes here and it's all just scribble, I reckon. It's not. It's not. Just a back of the book. He's done something. Is it a back back of a bus ticket, Alex? (laughs) Just on the head. Oh, right. Um, so in 2000 to 2002, there was the first major redevelopment of the ground, which had its first pitch in 1957, which is interesting, I find, because the colony of Tasmania is the oldest colony in Australia. Yes. And it had its first 
pitch in Bell Reef, first wicket was laid in 1957. That's like mm. nearly 200 years of nothing at Bell Reef Oval. Oh, about 100, not 200. Okay. Um, so it was a footy ground. <laughs> yeah. Well, a lot of football grounds have... Um, Maybe they were that committed to football, they took the pitch. They said, no pitches in here. Well, judging by the history of uh, cricket, <laughs> uh, football, which is just to provide um, you know, some exercise for the cricketers, I doubt that would happen. Um, anyway, you know, you some know, people do some research into this thing, some people don't. Mark, did so. you know... I know you did. Sorry to interrupt, but did you know, Alex, that um, Tasmania didn't get a Shield team till I think the early late seventies or early eighties. Did you know that? Mm. Well, the fun fact: the first Test in Bell, at Bell Reef was in nineteen eighty nine against Sri Lanka. Yes, Tom Moody opened the batting. Uh huh. Good old Tom. Did he bat with a matchstick or a bat? No, just a matchstick. Yeah, always. just a matchstick. Yeah. 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 Fair enough. Anyway, so the first major redevelopment of Bell Reef happened in two thousand two thousand two. With the 6,000-seat southern stand, called the David Boone Stand, and two members' buildings, and indoor cricket nets for the first time in 2002, which I find interesting. So, so they didn't do anything from 1957 to 2002? According to the Bell Reeve Oval website, yes. Well, that would have been a nice like trip back in time if you went there in 1999 or something. Exactly. Mm. They got their first light towers in 2009. Oh. Yes. Yeah, that was the coincide with the T20, wasn't it? Oh, maybe. Yeah. Um, can anyone guess what the dimensions of the playing surface are? <laughs> uh, Small. I'm going to go with 174 metres uh-huh. by 137 metres. Oh, so close, Mick. 175 by 135 metres. Oh, oh. Yeah, you would have got a prize otherwise. But yeah, you'd like to shoot. You haven't seen Grant Ronald yet. <laughs> yeah, he's getting it. We haven't met up yet. I'm so sure is that, that out. 175 from like deep point to backward square leg? Is that that length? Um, I'm not sure which way the pitch faces, but it is slightly longer and narrower than the MCG. So it's longer than the MCG. Right, yeah. But I don't know which way the pitch faces on that. I'm guessing the pitch faces north-south. So on the G, the pitch faces a shorter. Yeah, distance. it goes. It's yeah. um, uh, what's the word? Perpendicular? No, no. Yes, perpendicular to the goal to goal line. Yeah. 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 yeah exactly. I think um, Hobart might be the same, but I'm not sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So it had the second major redevelopment, which is just before the World Cup. Mm-hmm. It, um. Or well, it started in 2013. Um, the new Western Stand, Ricky Ponting Stand, um, that got completed 21st of January 2015, just in time for the World Cup, and they were very happy about that down in Hobart. A um, little bit on the um, pitch in the middle, it's a cooch grass wicket, but the peripheral wickets on the square are made from English rye. Uh, mm. Why? Um, because they struggled to get the English rye to stay in the cold weather. Apparently, I'm not sure why they would struggle with that, but so they they're banking on the cooch wickets in the middle. So for the tests and stuff, it's probably on the cooch, but everything else that's held there would be on the rye. So does that mean that they don't use English rye in England then because of the cold weather? Well, I, I was confused when I read that too, yeah. but yeah. So the cooch grows well, but the English rye not so much. Yeah. So they're not going to risk that on the tests. Yeah. So uh, why don't they the... get rid of the rye? <laughs> well. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, you'll have to ask the head curator, Marcus Pample, that question, Ross. I think it's because um, Cooch is an extra 25 cents a blade of grass. <laughs> <laughs> it's all about cost. It is, it is. What does the world come to? Is, it, is Marcus Pampling, his son of uh, the famous Australian golfer Rod, isn't he? Yeah, he's, yes. Yep. So, okay. so he would have done a dual apprenticeship groundskeeping and greenskeeping, perhaps. Yes, they were. Yeah. They're twins, in fact. So, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> um, so as we all know about uh, Bell Reeve, typical type of wicket there, early movement for the bowlers, um, and then after the first couple of sessions of batting paradise. Uh, yep. But we all knew that. And do anyone want to guess the end names, or could you remember the end names? Oh, the Derwent River End? Well, there's a River End. I'll give you that one. And, and I'm going to go Members End. No. The Ricky Ponting Stand End. No. The David Boone End. The Bell Reeve End. No. The Hobart End. No. City the end. Church Street End. Ah, yes. Um, did you know also the Ricky Ponting Stand, there is a 10-person ice bath in there, which they thought to mention on the website. <laughs> is that Imagine spe- sitting in an ice bath with 10 people. Is that Weird. for spectators? Yeah, yeah. It's oh. like, you know, when you go to the Caribbean and they've got that pool on the sideline, <laughs> they've got an ice bath. That'd be I particularly good for those really chilly days in Hobart when you're watching yeah, cricket. Yeah. You, just go, just you know just what I really feel like? An ice, ice bath. bath. Yeah. <laughs> I heard in the Ricky Ponting stand they only serve light beer. Yeah. <laughs> because he's had problems in the past with the bit of beef. Ah, you know. Why do I have to explain every joke? I heard, this, I heard, the, I heard from uh, Simon Tadich <laughs> that the uh, statue outside the Ricky Ponting stand doesn't have enough hair on the arms. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yes, Kedic yep. is digging holes for himself a bit, isn't he? He keeps bringing up that Michael Clark incident. Mm. Yeah, popping in. Yeah, yeah, he chance. said the other day that he had to, he was doing a sort of, you know, jovial, jocular, um, a convivial conversation at some, I don't know, MCC yeah, I that luncheon. Album. And he said after he'd put his hand around Clark's throat, he had to wipe the fake tan off it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know why you have to keep telling that story? Because you, honestly, if you ran into Simon Cadditch and you weren't allowed to ask him about that story, what, does he have anything else yeah, interesting yeah, to tell yeah. you? He's a boring dude. He used yeah. to jump across his crease when he yeah, yeah. Yeah. Hey, Great player. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, good player. Awesome but he's career, got, but he's got, well, he doesn't really come across the boy. He's got much personality. <laughs> well, at least Chris Rogers would have a story to tell. Yeah. Like he could is dance he, up a storm. Is a good singer? Because he did the... Under the Southern Cross, he's like he's got a good yeah. vocal cord. Maybe we can talk about some karaoke noise yeah, or something. Look at the past. Justin Langer wouldn't have a good voice. Yeah, no. Yeah. Um, Ian Healy. So they don't pick a good voice. Yeah, no, obviously. Not a good voice. Except so. for Lion, of course, because he's yeah, got like yeah. an opera voice. Yeah. Well, he's the goat, apparently. Well, he's he a um, castrati, I think. Oh, <laughs> oh, really? Oh, that explains a lot. Okay. <laughs> anyway, moving back to the groundskeeping corner, fellas. Um, curator watch here. So Marcus Pample, a bit about his history. He was actually formerly the curator at Monica Oval oh, from really? 2004 to 2008. When did we start calling page. that place? You know, um, Nathan Lyon started Monica as well. Oh. And transferred Adelaide Oval. Oh, was he there between 2004 and 2008? Hey, he might have. Can you find out for next episode? Is there a lot of headhunting that goes on in groundskeeping? Like, do people pull them from other grounds and take them to their ground? Well, I think so. And I've got a theory about this um, here that you probably need an advanced diploma of horticulture to get yeah. a look in at a major ground yeah. in Australia. Because um, I, I looked on LinkedIn, Marcus Pamplin. There's a little bit of mayo spread across his career, yeah, I will say, because the Bell Reeve Oval says he has a three-man team at Bell Reeve. 
in LinkedIn, five man team. Oh, Ooh, yeah. So just spread a bit on. Yeah, make it sounds better if I've got a head. Maybe he's got a couple of interns that he claims. Don't yeah, yeah. Yeah. Maybe, maybe he's claiming the tractors like one of the blokes. Yeah, exactly. Or well, the guy just mows the data strip out the front. Yeah, yeah no, he's... Yeah. Yeah. Do they have a full-time mechanic? Old Steve from 24Bs up. No, they don't. Three-man team. So this is interesting. A lot of work done by these four people. Because they have 10 center wickets and 44 practice wickets they deal with. 44? <laughs> yes. What? I'm like, how many fucking... Well, what do you mean? <laughs> hey, hey. Oh, sorry, I'm sure. Language, language warning. Uh, Does everybody in the squad have, like, two wickets that he bats on at training? I think so, And they yeah. move everyone on to yeah. the next wicket. Sam Rainbird just got one wicket. <laughs> you know how um, Steve Smith has, like, 18 bats in his kit bag? Yeah. Well, apparent Alex Doolan has six practice wickets just to himself. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I found that weird. They must do a lot of work. Like, they must be flat knacker. Um, <clears throat> so, yes, yeah, so Marcus Pamela did his advanced diploma of horticulture from 1994 to 2004 from his LinkedIn. 2004 got the job at Monica Oval. Previously, he was working just, for the... Gro- just a, whoa, 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 wind up with it. So he did an advanced diploma, and it took him 11 years to get it? Yes, I, I'm guessing it was part-time, and I'm guessing... <laughs> I'm guessing, diploma, I'm guessing the city of Greater Geelong probably put him through the Diploma of Horticulture because he worked there from 1991 to 2004. So I reckon they've put him through as a bit of a, like, you work here a bit, you go do your course, yeah. sort of apprenticeship thing. Yes, so Paul? the dates you said, he worked for the Greater City of Geelong, right? Yeah. To 1991 to 2004. Mm-hmm. Got his diploma from 94 to 2004. And then jump shit. So as soon as he got his diploma, he yeah. said, Mash, so, bizarre man again. Yeah. F you, yeah, I'm off to... Stick it, I'm going to Greater Parshas exactly. in Canberra. Exactly. Isn't that why one of our friends now has to mow the lawns in Geelong? Yes. Because, <laughs> 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 yeah, he jumped ship and left him a rabble. Oh. Um, when he was working for the city of Greater Geelong, he was in charge of three ovals and two slash three wicket squares. Don't know what that means. He had a team of three underneath him there. Jesus. <laughs> Riveting. Um, some of these, just a great thing about LinkedIn is when people um, say they give you, like, you have these skills. His skills are <clears throat> social media, event planning, <laughs> strategic planning, and customer service. Didn't want to put down groundskeeping at all. <laughs> Curatorship. <laughs> Grass growing, rolling, yeah. cutting, mowing. Can drive a jockey tractor. Yeah. Can drive a tractor. Yeah. Painting yeah, no, lines. Putting boundary no, ropes down. Good. Pretty good at social media, so I'll put that on there. That's just Facebook. That's just checking your Facebook every day. Exactly. So any other questions about Marcus? No. No, 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 Let's go to single one. Okay. Okay. That was pretty two questions. I have one question. Yes. Is it pampling with a P? (laughs) (laughs) Pampling or pampling? I don't know. It might have been a K. It might be a silent K. No, it's pampling with a P. Craig. That's... That's me done, Ross. What are we to next? Yeah, well, that, that's probably just been a little bit too much into um, old Pamps and what he's been up to, but thank you. <laughs> yeah, Ross. we might get like a slander thing or something yeah, like that. Yeah, now that you're stalking him on LinkedIn, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I've looked up all the other groundskeepers on LinkedIn, and he's the only one I could find. Yes. I, I am surprised he didn't put things like mowing lawns and yeah. know, cutting grass, rolling cricket pitches as things like that. Can understand yeah. strategic he's planning and stuff like that, because you oh. probably should do that in the groundskeeping. I just what? assume everyone can do that, you know? All right, well, yes, another great groundskeeping corner comes to a close. Thanks, mate. No worries. We move on now to state cricket. And there's a bit been happening in state cricket. There's a round of Futures League coming up on the 11th of January. Three games. So a bunch of old blokes are playing in that. 
Yeah, yeah, everyone over four. Out of the future. No, yes. you probably everyone's more interested in BBL, strangely enough. That's where all the old blokes will be. Yeah, yeah. Has that been happening? Has it ever watched uh, those? Yeah, haven't noticed it. Actually, yeah. now at the halfway point of the season, every yeah. team has played four games, except for the Sydney Sixers, who've played six. Well, they are the Sixers. So, mm. so uh, we'll have a quick look at the points table. The Scorchers, Sydney Thunder, Strikers and the Hurricanes make up yeah. the top four. They're all on three wins and one loss from their four games. Melbourne Stars, two wins, two losses. Sydney Sixers, two wins, four losses. Renegades have just one win. And the Heat are stone motherless, no wins. Yeah. Mm. So it looks like really, realistically, that the top four is a race between five, I'd say. Yeah. yeah. Well, the, the Heat are currently playing Ross to interrupt. And James Hopes is back. You'd be happy to... Oh, yes, yeah, catfish. Yeah. Go on catfishing. Yep. <laughs> oh, good. But they're up against the Sydney Thunder, aren't they? Yes, yeah. they certainly are. So I think um, Andre Russell, the love muscle, might be looking for a special performance tonight. Mm. All right, so we go through just a few of the hits of the BBL season so far and a few of the misses as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first hit, Chris Lynn. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, very massive. Yeah. Yep. The rest of the team is shit, but he makes all <laughs> the runs, basically. Um, How good was his 100 the other night? Oh, yeah, yeah. very good. He made a 70-odd over in Perth on Boxing Day too, and the whole team made 117. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just Brisbane Heat going nowhere. Um, it's a pity with Chris Lynn that he popped his shoulder out in um, September because he missed all the Matador, all the first half of the Shield, and he really he's in that good a form at the end of last year that mm. um, he could have been playing for Australia potentially... By now, yeah. so yeah, certainly limited mm-hmm. over stuff. Yeah, would yeah, be nice think... to see what he was doing in the 50 over game yeah. in that little car. Yeah. Yes. Do you think he's um, scoring a lot of runs due to lack of and players around him? Do you think if he was in a really good side, he would be? Well, no, I think as... he'd still be scoring heaps because he's batting three. But yeah, he's okay. still at the top of your... You don't think he would have been pushed down a bit if he was in a sort of no? I think he'd side? still no, he'd still bat three and still he'd be making plenty of runs. Yeah. I actually thought he, when I was watching the game against Perth, he was actually sort of holding back a bit, knowing that he had to bat pretty much right through, otherwise they'd be yeah, cooked. Okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, another hit was Dan Christian's massive six at the game. Yeah, wasn't that big? Took me back to um, Brett Lee hitting one out of the yeah. game. Uh, oh, what was that, early 2000s? Yeah, that was a yep. huge. Yep. Mm. Yep. Big um, hit by Christian. And oh. it was funny that it come against the team who who'd, yeah. um, shipped him off. Yes, yeah. very strange. Um the interesting thing is Brisbane Heat have no all-rounders, and he's an all-rounder. Oh. <laughs> and the thing that Christian is, like, his shield stats aren't that great. Matador Cup wasn't perfect, but he's a good 2020 cricketer because he can give you batting and bowling, yeah. which is what yeah. you want. And he he's a bowl bowler at the good slow balls. Yeah. Yeah. So it's um, interesting that they said, see you later. He definitely he's a, he's a very good um, T20 cricketer. Shield cricket's mm. not, you know... He's yeah, it's not his go. Not really his yeah, yeah. better suited to T20, yeah. That's right. Um, now, there was an interesting story that um, the ground staff at the Gabba were trying to locate the ball and they couldn't find it down in the nets or down Vulture Street. Yeah. And they're wondering if maybe it was stuck on the roof somewhere. But the ground staff don't have working at heights permit to climb on the roof. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, it's good to see that they're following OHS. Yeah, yeah. Protocols. So they, they put up a couple of posters... And then they went and they got a drone <laughs> <laughs> to see if it was up there. Yeah, with a digital camera. 
and mm-hmm. flew the drone up with the camera underneath to have a look to see if the ball was there. But no word where they found it. They were just going to do that. Uh, that's a really great article you must have read. Oh, yeah, I was no ending to it. Yeah, insight. It's yeah. Almost reporting the news before it happens. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, another fine effort was um, Maxi Klinger and Sean Marsh the other night yep. against the Renegades. Pretty professional stuff, really, in the end, wasn't it? Yep, uh, they were chasing 171, and they got their none down. First 10-wicket win in the BBL. It was Jeez. like watching two Michael Bevins just go about their work oh, yeah. and just going, right, this is what we need per over. Studiously. Yeah, just professional it. stuff. Yeah. like Human calculators. Tick-tick. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Um, Sydney, the Sydney Thunder experience. Oh, yeah, with the um, Jax Catalyst and Michael Hussey. I think they've gone from what's Mick's favourite one from the outhouse to the penthouse. Yeah. Or, yeah. And they just, you know, the, the, those two have been brilliant. Like, Callis is over, yeah. was it two or three games ago, he bowled the last over and went for like four when they were chasing seven or eight off the last over. Yeah. Hussey got 70 odd in the next game. I just think having those two, and then you had obviously Usman Kawaja who was in there as well. Yeah. I just think they've, they've really recruited well as opposed to when they first started, they had just Warner. And Gale, and that was it, yeah, yeah, basically. So I think, yeah, it's been a complete switch around in their culture, and I think they've done really well. Mm. Yep. But I think you've noticed across the whole league, the old players mm. are performing really yeah. well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. Hodge. Yeah. Hoggy. Hoggy. So, mm. Craig Simmons. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think, yeah, with the Sydney Thunder, they've turned it around by getting the right recruits in, particularly the yep. international. So Cullis... And Andre Russell, he's one of the best T20 players in the world, Andre Russell. Yep. And um, obviously Hussey. But then they also, they fixed up a few things that were problems. They went and got Chris Hartley from the Heat. Don't know why they yep. let him go. Not a great batsman, but a, um, a you know, solid Glutman. keeper. Yep. He's going to bat seven or eight for you. But um, well, when they've got... Like um, Aiden Blizzard, you yeah, know? Yeah, Aiden Blizzard. a yeah. renowned 2020 cricketer. Yep, yep. Yeah. And they, they got the mix right of... Um, they got a few guys uh, back from the New South Wales squad, so like Ben Rora and um, Garinda Sandu, they're actually yep, starting yeah. to get their share of the New South Wales squad rather than all of them playing for the Sixes. So, That's yeah, right, and uh, yeah. Clint Mackay, who's a yep. good um, limited overs cricketer at Australian level. Well, he's actually, um, for this, for BBL 05, he's the leading wicket taker. Yeah, oh, yeah. Nine wickets. Yep, another yeah. good pickup because he wasn't wanted at the Stars. Yeah, exactly. I don't yeah. understand why. Like well, all he, that experience of limited overs, death bowling, why would you wouldn't? Well, Maybe he's not got, sexy enough. I think they've got too many blokes similar to him. They had um, John Hastings and Faulkner. Yeah, okay. It was just a case of too many similar... I know Faulkner's left arm, but I think they had... Yeah, probably, death bowling. But he still bowls that slow ball every yes. every ball, yeah. Yeah. same as Clint McKay does. So. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So that's the similarity, yeah. yeah. Um, another uh, highlight so far has been Travis Head. No, absolutely. Yeah, that yeah. time. Cool. That was amazing. Yeah, we talk about um, uh, Lynn's tongue, and then it was it the next day Travis Head comes out and yeah. gives us that little show. And I didn't watch one ball of it. Didn't you? No. Just you're a really good cricket podcast. I didn't watch it live, but I watched the replay and flicked it on, and he's like 40 or 40 balls or something yeah, like that. Like looking at a gun. No way this bloke makes a ton. Just, it, was just, it was hard to believe, even though you knew he'd done it. I just yeah. think the batting as a whole has been yeah. really good this year. Like, mm. Usman Kawaja come back from hamstring injury, peels yeah. off 100 for the yeah. Sydney Thunder. Well, we've talked about Chris Lynn and, and obviously... Head. Who we talk about? Head. Yeah. Yeah. 
So yeah, so it's been yeah. Three even when Hussey really made that seventy odd yeah. at the start, and Hodge batted like, really well when they yeah. blocked Aaron the Meyer, the strikers. So yeah. it's been yeah. really good. It was remarkable that century though, because you're right, um, Mick. He was going along like thirty five off thirty two balls or something like that, and then he just went. Uh, blitzed him and they needed 51 or something off three overs and he got 26 got off the first over from Sean Abbott mm. <laughs> and then finished off yeah finished the game with three sixes need 17 or what did they need 10 or 11 or something off the last over no 17 something whatever it was I'm yeah. making it up now but he just went whack whack <laughs> whack three sixes yeah. yep uh, and how's the thing Abbott's bowling like a foot over his head and yeah. edge jumping up and hitting yeah. it. It's crazy. I wish I watched it. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah, that last six was insane. It was like yes. a periscope. Yeah. So. Yep. Flipped it away. Uh, big crowds, 17,000 at Bell Reeve, the biggest cricket crowd ever. Yeah. Yeah, pretty amazing. And then there was 80,000 at the MCG last night. Yeah. Yep. And the Scorchers have sold out every home game this year as well. Yeah. Right? The, the Strikers had 50 odd on New yeah. Year's Eve yeah. as well. Yeah. Yeah. So it's been really. Um, it's almost turning into the Australian version of baseball, mm-hmm. with yeah. the way people are coming out midweek to watch games. Yeah. I, mean, I know yesterday was a, a weekend, yeah. but yeah. you know, Adelaide get forty thousand people midweek at a, a twenty twenty game. Yeah. yeah. People well, are saying, "Take me out to the ball game." Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But what it shows, and like I read this on Twitter, someone else put it on their Twitter, so I can't remember who's I can't credit them. But it just shows that. Because they were complaining about Bowery with the test and that. It just shows if you give the Tasmanian people a product they actually want to watch, yeah. they'll go and watch it. Yeah. yeah so exactly. give them a better test. Yeah, like don't give them a B-grade yeah. nation who's not even <clears throat> wanting to perform and then complain that no one comes and watches yeah, it. Yeah, that's right. Yes. So they were some of the hits from the um, season. Uh, some of the misses. Can I just add a hit? Yes, go for it. Outfield mowing patterns. <laughs> <laughs> Bell Reeve had a 70s or 60s style psychedelic sort of oval expanding on oval pattern the other night. It was glorious. And I'm loving the uh, large and small checkerboard style out of most um, ovals. It looks like there's a large checkerboard going on tonight. It's beautiful. Oh, right. Can I add a big hit as well, mm. which we might be touching on this later, but uh, the WBBR. Mm. Yes. That's been, yes. It's been awesome. Yeah. It's been so good. Live on TV. Yeah. So. Free we'll, to win we'll get TV. to that in our uh, women's cricket segment where we were yes. off. Yes, that's right. Uh, we'll yeah. touch yeah. on that a bit more. Good. Cool. Mm. Um, some of the misses. Uh, Brisbane Heat. Yeah. Mm. BBL2, they won. Yep. And they've got pretty much the same personnel, except blokes they cut. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they're all doing yeah, well. no one exactly just left them, did they? No. Was Vittori there when they won? Uh, no, he came oh, the next okay. year. Yeah. But their, their two imports in that year were um, Kmar Roach and yep. uh, someone else, can't think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but some of their imports have been poor, like Andrew oh. Flintoff. Yes, that's been poor. That was poorly. Brilliant yeah. cricketer, but yeah. Yeah, way he was past last year. Way past it when they got yeah. in. And you look at their two imports this year. Bishu, is it? The bowler? Yeah, from the West Indies. Yeah. yeah. And Lendl Simmons, he's been... No, no, I think you mean Badry. Badry, sorry, Badry. Yeah, uh, so yeah. Bishu's in the test. Bishu's the injured one in the test side. Yeah, yeah. But Lendl Simmons has been terrible. And it's like, mm. I understand them going for Flintoff, 
because he's a big name. Yeah. Still a big gimmick. He's not going to win you any games because he can't nah. play anymore. Yeah, that's right. But then with the other ones, they've gone for blokes who aren't a big name and can't play. Yeah, if you're going to get shit cricketers, get yeah. a shit big go, name. Go cricketers. and get Chris Gale. Or go yeah, and get, that's right. Um, Mark Boucher. Yeah, Some reason got a name. Yeah. Didn't the reason they had to go after Simmons was because they went and got McCollum and then realised that he was actually not going to be mm. available for any of it? Well, that's another thing. They've had McCullum on their books every season, and he's yeah. a full-time international cricketer. He's never yeah. really played probably two or three games for them. Yeah. And the BNBL pretty much always corresponds with when they have their summer yeah. tests. Like... What about the Indians? Are they playing currently? No, they're banned from playing in the BBL. Are they? Yeah. yeah. They get... What's that? I don't know. Racism? No, it's to do with the IPL. <laughs> it'll be the IPL teams the Champions League. Oh, yeah, yeah. They don't want oh, there's, no, there's no Champions League anymore. It's just Yeah, but I suppose team. when there was, they wouldn't want them changing teams to play for the strikers or something or whatever. Yeah, so, oh, I don't know. I think it's just BCCI doing what they want to do. Yeah, yeah okay. They don't want to probably, I don't know, give it extra promotion. Yeah, fair. But I'm surprised what... there's not like a Saywag or someone who's yeah, retired yeah. and they can't police. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. True. Maybe there's some clauses in their contracts about when they retire and stuff that get a payout if they don't play international PBL or whatever. Have you seen Darren Sammy trying to hit the ball recently? Oh, oh Ross. <laughs> trying to keyword. <laughs> and he had such a good year. It might have been last year. Or the, yeah, it was definitely last year. He yeah. played the game against the Stars at the MCG and yeah. talked them everywhere. I think they've worked him out. Yeah. He doesn't like it short. No. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's definitely a miss, and he's Uh, been missing a lot. Yes. Another miss is um, Garinda Sandu's batting (laughs) (laughs) when he was facing Sean Tate. Oh, Oh, and and he was... um, he was square, square, leg, square leg was wiping his feet off his uh, front of his shoes. <laughs> yes, that's right. He was standing off the cut strip trying to hit Sean Tate. Yeah. Wasn't he trying to hit him over cover? That's why oh, was bad. The, the commentator's trying to protect him, going, oh, he's looking to go through the offside. That's why he's backing away. It's like, no, he wasn't. He was crapping his pants, and that's why he's backing away. <laughs> mm, fair enough. Uh, another thing that's uh, been a miss for me um, has been the Sydney Sixers batting lineup with Johan yeah, yeah. Botha at number six. Yeah, he better at number weird. five last night. Oh, yes, that'd be right. Yeah. yeah. So he's gone up. Yeah, yeah he did make a 38 in um, uh, batting at seven against Adelaide. But uh, they've had a lot of injury trouble, the Sydney Sixers, and they're also stuffed up a bit because they signed Steve Smith, Mitchell Stark, and Nathan Lyon. They were yeah. always, always going to play two yeah. matches. Yeah, and so yeah, Smith and Stark right. play all three formats, so they're never going to play for them. That's right, yeah. And Lyon plays one, so the best you could hope for. And looking at their schedule, they would have seen that they play six games prior to the New Year's Day, the, the Sydney Test finishing. Yeah. So he was going to play three at the most. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that's really dumb. But he has taken six wickets for Nathan Lyon for them, though. Yeah, true. Oh, he pretty, won that I game. Five from pretty much one of a game. I yeah, think. he won them a game, but um, you just probably can't afford to have three blokes in your squad of however many. Oh yeah, no, yeah, that yeah, that's silly. And they're very light on for batsmen. They have got a boatload of ordinary all rounders, um, the Sydney Sixers. So their their team balance is way up the spouts, and that's why they've <laughs> only won two games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, the New Year's Day schedule. It should have been a WBBL, BBL, BBL triple header. 
Like, Triple header. Yes, like our live broadcast day, starting at 11 o'clock. Our live broadcast had a WBBL game beforehand that started at 11.40. That'd be perfect on New Year's Day. Wake yeah. up. Yeah, true. 11.30. Hungover. Yep, turn on the telly. Uh, another miss has been the WBBL um, starting, uh, finishing 90 minutes before the BBL game starts in their double header. Mm. That's just crap. Just like these blokes are meant to be professional athletes. So by my understanding of that is that you wouldn't need to do extensive warm-ups because all you do all day is do athletics. So, mm. you know, 20 Come minutes, out, get out there. Come out, do a few lunges, yeah, and get yeah, out there. Yeah, and do I thought the can't do that in the nets or in the rooms or, yeah, you know. exactly. Yep. It's just nonsense. The WBBL game should finish 15 minutes before the blokes run out and play. And do the should tennis. be like local football. Yeah. Yep, <laughs> Two is finished, one's run out, job yeah. done. Yeah. Yeah, they can do the toss for the blokes under the grandstand somewhere. I don't care. Yeah, that. that's right. Um, uh, BBL bowling attacks. Uh, oh, shocking. Oh, just the teams are loading up with seven bowlers and stuff. like. We oh. laugh about the Jade Herrick half-folly half-hour, but <laughs> fair income. It's been half-folly competition at the rate we're going currently. Except for the spinners. Spinner's doing well. I've been very even Hoggy had a he had a rough night the other night, but yeah, he I was mean, the most runs he's ever gone for the other night. But yeah, just the bowling attack has been poor. Like you need six off the last ball, so they serve up a full yeah, waste yeah, by a full yeah. twice. Can't just, their spots. Yeah, yeah, it's just yeah. where's the execution? You know, <laughs> and I think the first four seasons of the BBL were all about the bowlers. He never had yeah. those really massive scores like we're getting now. Like you get the occasional hundred, maybe one per BBL, mm. but now like we've had. Yeah. Was it four already? At I least just think three, the batting's yeah. definitely yeah. getting better mm. and the bowling is potentially getting worse. Mm. Yeah, it's a fair point. Yeah. Um, uh, the other one is last night I turned on the TV rather late and I saw two teams in black playing each other. <laughs> oh, you talk about jumper One was navy blue, but I'll tell you point. Yeah, oh, well, it looked like black. And apparently yeah. it was Batman versus Superman or something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think you can promoting a movie that's coming out in June. Yeah, June. Okay. Well, that makes complete sense then. Mm. Or May. Well, if you, I suppose, as the teams, if they just get the extra coin, who cares to you know? Yeah, there was a question who was put out the other the other day on Twitter when the game was being played. Why wouldn't they do that for a Melbourne Renegades, Melbourne Stars game in front of like, well. Potentially yeah. 50,000 people at yeah, the time. Do it over there, yeah. But Eddie Maguire's history of not changing a strip. Ah, Eddie yeah. Maguire just would have said, hey, this that guy's really green, green and we're staying green, is yeah. what he would have said. We've yeah. always been green? Yes, exactly yeah. right. Yeah, we've, we've never always... changed our strip yeah. ever, except yeah. when it was white and no, black. We never will. Black on yeah. Black. Yeah. But yeah, we've yeah. never changed it. Yeah. Yeah. All right, well, that's our hits and misses of the BBL wrapped up. Can I just there. have one more, Ross, just quickly? Yeah. Go for it. The this week dances on the side of the field. <laughs> Like, they're not interested. They're getting their oh, 100 bucks for the night. They don't care. They don't look interested. They're all stony-faced. No one cares. They don't care. Get rid of it. That's a great piss-week dances. Yeah, I've got it written down on, my, company, on yeah. the back of my head. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know they used to have the KFC catcher in the boxing ring on the yes, side? Yes. And the trampolinist. God damn it. Anyway, I don't want to... We're, we're running short on time here, so I just want to say that. I think to the point now where they don't need gimmicks anymore, yeah, like yeah, the KFC yeah. celebrity yeah. catcher. Just just like, the product is really good. Just have your mascots need, and just yeah, leave it. That's right. That. Fireworks if yeah, you're a big club. I ain't the time. Yeah. 
Oh, yes, in the interest of time, let's move on. Um, yes, although it's never stopped us before. No. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it's over to Mick for Inside Clubland. Alrighty, so uh, this week for Inside Clubland, I'm going to do another uh, People of Clubland. I love so, those, so for those who might remember the last podcast, I did People of uh, Clubland off-field. So this week I've got People of Clubland. I've got a couple of on-field characters you might run into in your time in Clubland. So the first one I've got is the wannabe coach. <laughs> I know a few people right. exactly like that. Right. So the wannabe coach is the bloke who gives advice to absolutely everyone, whether they want it or not. The, the wannabe coach will happily stop a net session to tell the batsman that his elbow isn't high enough or tell the club's bowling spearhead that he isn't hitting the crease hard enough. <laughs> The wannabe coach is also the first bloke to interrupt the captain or the real coach every time they pull the group in for a chat. He can also be heard parroting all the key points the captain makes as a show that he also agrees. <laughs> the wannabe coach can also be found constantly talking to the barman saying, uh, sharing I would have done stories after training or the day's play. The coach generally shares one trait with former Australian national coach John Buchanan and that is that he is boring as batshit. <laughs> All righty, so from there, from the wannabe coach, we'll move on to the old bloke. Oh, everyone loves an old bloke. All righty. So this guy is old enough that he remembers what it was like to face Jesus as Roman. <laughs> <laughs> and here he had a good one. And apparently Ned Kelly bowled big inswingers too. <laughs> but no matter how old he gets, how slow he runs... Or, or how bad his body aches, he'll never give up his Saturday afternoons playing cricket. <laughs> the old bloke's greatest achievement was winning the third 11 batting average in 1964 <laughs> and keeps going, trying to get his second. The old bloke will sometimes show a flash of brilliance, plucking an unbelievable catch or peeling off a 50. Potty, is it? <laughs> the old bloke's love of the game slash club is something that should never be underestimated and his dedication should be valued by all the club's other players and members even if his dedication is just to getting away from the missus. <laughs> Usually the first and last of training to yeah. these old blokes. All right. So we're going to move on to the volcano. So <laughs> aptly named... Uh, Self-description. Yeah, <laughs> aptly named because this bloke constantly blows his top. Every club has a volcano and his very dismissal can lead to te- teammates ducking for cover. Seem familiar, Ross? Uh, uh, vaguely, I can't, think, can't put a name to it. Mm. The volcano's dismissal can be quickly followed by the sound of cricket bat bouncing off brick wall and the booming roar of one single curse word. <laughs> Most people inside Clubland, especially the scorer and the barman, do not fully understand the best way to handle the volcano. <laughs> Can I suggest the best way? Yeah. Let me finish. Oh, sorry. sorry. <laughs> oh, don't interrupt. Oh, yeah. that's, a volcano sorry. hates that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Asking him questions such as, who's in next or who caught that? Yeah. <laughs> it will not end well and will be met with a death stare or a surly response such as, there's 10 other blokes sitting here, fucking ask one of them. <laughs> What is the best way to handle it? Vol- that was yeah, verbatim. That was verbatim too. Sorry, verbatim. I'm interrupting again. Now, the volcano doesn't save his explosions purely for dismissals. <laughs> he can be heard cracking the shit at leg side bowling in the nets, <laughs> blokes dropping catches, and the fridge not being cold enough. <laughs> now, as a volcano myself, 
I will give the rest oh, of the farmland this single piece of advice. No. Leave the volcano alone. <laughs> For 10 to 15 minutes. When he's ready to talk, Sorry. the volcano will come to you. 10 minutes. Just give me 10 freaking minutes. <laughs> And don't interrupt. And that's inside Clubland for this week. <laughs> Thank you, Mick. Yes. Right. Don't poke yeah. the volcano. Mm. Yes. <laughs> uh, very good. Uh, thank you for that. Uh, another, another trip inside Clubland. We look forward to that every fortnight. Mm. <laughs> you now head over to women's cricket. And we're talking WBBL. David, how have you found watching it on TV? Uh, brilliant. Yeah, Absolutely brilliant. brilliant. Um, I think the product is really good. I think the coverage could be a bit better if we get rid of the name that we shall not say and put in someone like Mel McLaughlin as the actual host. But um, otherwise, I think the, yeah, it's been an absorbing contest, really. And I think it's gone better than even Cricket Australia would have expected. Just in case um, people don't know that he, he should not be named Andy Marvel. Andy, just in case yeah, people don't yeah. know that. I'll say it and I'll wear the fine. Money going into the bin now, it's fine. Just for the benefit of the listeners. Well, I think it's been absolutely, um, it's been a massive tick for yeah. a win for, for Cricket Australia mm, and, right. and the women's game in general, I think. Yes. Yeah. I think you'll see more games televised next season. Absolutely. Yeah, mm. and I think they might get on to Channel 10 even, rather than one. <coughs> yeah. yeah, well, they had that one on Channel 10 the other day and I think... In the time slot, they were the highest. It was the highest. Yeah, it was the number one show in the time slot. An average viewership of three hundred and forty thousand. I think fifteen thousand, sixteen thousand people went to the game to watch it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah. If you said this five years ago, they people would have laughed at you. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think. Yeah. This... I saw. Um, sorry, uh, thirteen thousand yeah. at the ground at the gym. Was that? that? Yeah, that's yeah. what I said. Yeah, thirteen. Yeah. That's remarkable, though. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's amazing. Yeah. And I think this all comes from Cricket Australia being one of the progressive sporting organisations in Australia, at least. Um, to promote their women's side of their game. They've done far more than the AFL yep. and most other, and especially uh, the, um, the NBL in Australia or NBA? The bat- NBL. NBL, NBL, yeah. NBL, WNBL. Who, their, their men's national side got first class or whatever, and their women's yeah. side are in economy. Like, I think someone who needs to be um, shouted out for it is Adam Gilchrist. Yeah. Every time he's on the BBL coverage, when he talks about the WBBL, yeah. it's always in a sincere yeah. Uh, tone, and he always knows exactly what he's talking about when he talks about it. Mm. So I think so it's, it's all over on his Twitter too. Yeah, I think he's yeah. he's been a really good ambassador yeah. for the WBA. Yeah, and you need those ambassadors, but it does come like what I said, from Cricket Australia. Yeah, exactly. They there's the international side are all full time cricketers, which mm-hmm. is I think one of the first organisations in Australia for full time female athletes. Yeah. Um, and I, I commend them and doff my hat to them um, wholeheartedly because I know from experience that other organisations aren't that. And the thing is, if know, the product was if the product was shit, people would vote with their remotes. And yeah. because the games have been good, yeah. people want to watch it. Exactly. It's just that's that's the same as men's cricket. If the product <laughs> is good, people will watch it. Yes. So right. the, the girls need to be um, shouted out as well for for putting on a good good product, show. Yeah. You know, being really entertaining. Yeah. And I think the 2020 format helps that as well, yeah. which is a short, exciting format. And it's easy to get into. Like yeah. It's the same as with um, young kids watching any cricket. It's, yeah. it's they, they give them 2020 first to get yeah. them into it. Yeah. Then eventually you might see like a Women's Matador Cup yeah. on television, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. And it's, uh, like you said, uh, Cricket Australia were bold. They said, right, we're going to... And one of the really smart moves was just to copy the men's structure with the teams. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And so now you have things like the... Sydney Thunder, they're uh, sort of considered one squad, so you can't have um, 
uh, you know, Jacques Colors wears three or something for the men's team, so none of the women wear three, but yep. one of the women wears two, but so none of the men can wear two. Ah, so it's yeah. One yeah, I noticed that one girl actually yeah. put it on her Twitter saying, uh, Sydney Thunder teammate. Uh, yes. It was one of the blokes. Uh, yeah. Yes. So yeah. they're really uh, taking it to heart, good. the Thunder. It's a yeah. great idea. Yeah. 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 No, it's, uh, it's been really good. Hopefully see more of it and um, more coverage of uh, uh, women's cricket like the Southern Stars on um, free-to-air TV. Well, that's the thing. If they're the going to do this at domestic level, you want to see the international stuff. Yeah. Like That's the pinnacle. That's what we want to see. So well, put, that, be... put that on telly. Yeah. yeah, it'll be over to Channel Nine to do yeah. a great job that Channel Ten's done. Yeah, and actually get out, go out there a little bit and step outside their box a bit, take a risk and actually put this stuff yeah. on TV. And yeah. I suppose they will after the litmus test that Channel Ten's yeah. done. Yep, I think they've done the T20s against India coming up at the end of January, double headers, men and women, and uh, Channel yeah. Nine have done them before. Yeah, yeah, double headers. So I think that that as well. But then I think Australia have some. The Southern Stars have some other games against India, not just those three T20s. So interested to see if they could get some of those onto TV. Yeah, I wouldn't hold your breath no, over that. But <laughs> yeah. yeah. The Channel 9 are, are going out of their way to just ignore that the BBLs even happening because they're not <laughs> telecasting it. But there was, I think from what I watched today, and you know, I didn't watch everything, I'll have to admit, but there was not one single mention of 80,000 people at the G last night. Ah, right. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah they just... It's like, even though it's still Cricket Australia, because it's, it's still the network rivalry, they're just basically <laughs> pretending that, you know, it doesn't exist. Mm. So that's an interesting ploy. Yep. Yeah. Yep. They might cease to exist soon. Anyway. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, we move now to a special segment with David, People Who Can Piss Off. Thank, Thank you, Ross. Um, I'm glad we changed the format too, because I didn't want to follow... Mick again after the last time. Uh, hey, Ross, do you know who could piss off? No, David. Tell me who can piss off. Cricket Australia could piss off. <laughs> oh, I've just been popping them up. Nah, you know why they could piss off? For not scheduling the test on January 1st. <laughs> I could have been sitting on my couch, hung like a well-aged meat, <laughs> watching cricket and just eating all sorts of junk food. Yep. But I've had to wait to January 3rd to watch a test match and I'm already fully recovered from my yeah, exactly. uh, previous night's bevies. What were you doing um, instead of watching the cricket ball? Laying on the couch eating assorted junk food yeah. but not watching cricket. <laughs> Very disappointing. It has hey. been on the 3rd of January for at least five years. Not good enough for us. <laughs> and before that it started on the 2nd of January for at least 10 years before that. Yeah. I've not had a vessel to gripe about it for the last <laughs> 10 years. Now I do. I've got an international podcast. That's why we about. started this yeah, podcast, right. isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Ross, do you know who else can piss off? No, David, tell me. Who else can piss off? Rebecca Wilson. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> Her complaining about someone being annoying is like Russell Crowe complaining about someone being angry. <laughs> She's the most annoying person in sports broadcasting who knows nothing about sports. She You're had very, to go with all the A-League people. Yeah, very uh, annoying. Although I don't think any cricketers or cricket fans threatened to kill her like the soccer fans did, but I digress. <laughs> yes. uh, Ross, mm. another one who could piss off? Go for it. The watermelon boy. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty angry. There's just a kid eating fruit, which is probably news in itself because kids don't eat fruit. <laughs> but he's the voice of the son of the G, or the voice of the, the son, son of the voice of the G. Yes. That's what I've tried to get it out. Is yeah. it John Farnham's son? Yes. yes. Yeah. <laughs> Rachel the, Farnham. The Shebekster. Tony Shebeki, yes. You know, he's the, yeah, he's the, he's the voice of the G. 
And all he's of a sudden, he's, he's getting he's, his head on telly and on the news yeah, this morning. Yeah, I'll call shenanigans on that it's one. Absolute it's absolute shenanigans. An absolute setup. Very yes, it was a setup, yes. I did think it was strange that the kid was sitting there by himself with no other adults or no other kids around. Yeah. As a father, a you were worried of, of, of his behalf, weren't you? Yeah, but there, was, there is, that's the main footage, but there is footage later on of his older brother sitting next to him. Oh, okay. Yeah. Still, but though, the, the, the initial footage when they first spot him, he yeah. was sitting by himself. But how do you get your head on the news by eating watermelon? I do that every <laughs> Saturday at the Because he's Australian public are idiots. <sighs> the kid with the mullet, he could piss off too. Yeah. <laughs> I was wondering if um, uh, little Shebexter was actually going to eat. I know he was eating the skin of the watermelon, which I thought was strange. Yeah, that is very strange. Yeah. I've seen people do stranger things on Cricket Cutlery. People yeah. who eat the skin of pumpkins freak me out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What about bananas with the skin on? Oh, that doesn't No, no one does that. Oh, I've actually, I know someone who does it. I can't remember who that. <laughs> <laughs> then you don't know. Anyway, okay. Yeah, Sorry. <laughs> I thought he was going to just scoop out the red part of the watermelon, yeah. the traditional eaten part. And then yes. put the watermelon on his head. Oh, classic! Ah, yeah. And eat it out in like a classic cricket style. in like an old England. Yeah, but that won't get on the show. Yeah. No, true. And, and just to clarify, Tony Shebeki is the ground announcer at the MCG, not the on-ground host, who's usually Pete Laser or James Sherry. So uh, yeah. amazing. Yeah. Oh, ah, and Collingwood Games is Glenn Moriarty. Oh. Collingwood actually use their own one. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. Yeah. So that's my. Double up and do Melbourne Stars as well for Eddie? Actually, I don't know. Oh, okay. We've yeah, always I... had Glenn Moriarty, or we always will have Glenn Moriarty. <laughs> was what Eddie said. That's what people are compared to. He's off. professional, not like James Sherry. Who's James Pete Sherry ever done? He's the most professional announcer I've ever met. And I've met him in person. No, hang on, what was it? Pete Laser? Pete yeah. Laser. Yeah. I've always got his first name wrong, but I haven't met him before. All oh, right, yeah, you Something. go way back, thick as yeah. thieves, yeah, yeah, real tight. Way back, maybe once. <laughs> <laughs> the um, one thing I am tired of reading about, um, going back to the journalists, is um, comparing BBL viewer numbers uh-huh. to A League viewer numbers. Oh God, they're behind a paywall. The A League, yeah, they're, no, they're on just... Foxtel. It's not yeah. a free to wear. Yeah. Um, station. Yeah, and and also I don't give a shit. That's why. Why are people trying to compare cricket to with soccer? soccer? Yeah. yeah. You know what else annoys me when the BBL does really well, so everyone then talks about the death of Test cricket. No, oh, why yeah. can't both be popular? Exactly. Why can't you really enjoy the 2020 product like we do, people and then been, really enjoy yeah. the Test product like we do? Yeah. People have been talking about the death of Test cricket for 35 years. Oh, minutes. and it's never it's than never going to die. Why is it going to change now? We've had 2020 cricket for uh, over 10 years now. The pinnacle of every cricketer in this country is still to play yeah. Test cricket for Australia. Exactly. Yep. It only happens when we play weaker Test nations because no one, not many people go to the game. And the only ones who don't want to play Test cricket are the West Indies. Mm. Every other nation, you ask the people as kids what they want to do, it'll be to play Test cricket for their nation, yeah. for their country. Exactly. Yes, I agree. And um, also, I'm not sure if you've heard enough um, recently about how poor the West Indies are. Yeah, or how good they used to be. Or how good they used to be. Or how they used to go to nightclubs and shit. I'm sick of hearing that. Have you heard Chris Cairns lately? I don't know. Oh, yeah, yeah. Another topic. (laughs) (laughs) I'll piss him off too. He can piss off. (laughs) All right. It's time now for some national team talk. All right. All right. Boxing Day Test Match. Now, what I took out of that test match was two things Josh Hazelwood and James Patterson should have been dropped mm. 
I believe, I've been told by a former district cricketer, that there used to be in Premier Cricket a zero-tolerance policy on no balls. If ah. you bowled a no ball, you were taken out of the attack and you're left to sulk down at fine leg for a considerable <laughs> length of time. Sounds like there's a bit of mayo on that <laughs> from the former the Premier Cricketer. Yes. So I was thinking maybe they should do the same in the Australian team and just go, right, that's rubbish, you're out of the attack. Yeah. yeah, and just you can have a session to think about that. Yeah, and also who cares about representing our country and trying to win for our country? It's all about making some guy feel bad about bowling a no ball. <laughs> yeah, don't get all uh, high and mighty on it. <laughs> oh. Soapbox, kid. Sorry, mate. Just um, getting off it now. I'm off. <laughs> I was reading by um Craig an, uh, an interview with Craig McDermott where he said they were going to be red hot on no balls in the nets leading up to the Sydney Test. All right, good. Yeah. Well, I just thought, why aren't you always doing that? Mm. <laughs> um, why would you just leave it to chance? Are you professional athletes or are you a bunch of idiots? Like, yeah. maybe, well, just, they, maybe, maybe they'd all just stand around and go, oh, go ball me to go. Yeah, true. Standard. Yeah. The run-ups yeah, are a bit iffy bowlers, here yes. in these indoor perfectly flat nets, so I'm struggling to get my run-up right. Yeah. <laughs> and also, they measure out their run-ups and paint the lines on the ground. Yeah. Um, why can't they get it right? Yeah, exactly. And then they've got to have a marker. Like, the line's already there. Why do you need a bowling marker? Yeah. Um, as um, I was reading somewhere, it said it wouldn't happen in American sport. Oh, God. Who wrote that? Hutchie? Oh, no, no, I don't know. <laughs> Not Fat Slob Hutchie. Yeah. Allegedly. Allegedly. He's a, allegedly a fat slob. Yeah. Allegedly. Yeah. Just, allegedly just, goes through people's yeah. garbage bins to yeah, get yeah, stories. Yeah. <laughs> That's almost slander. quite sure what that meant because I no. think players miss free throws in basketball and that would be yeah. sort of similar. Yeah, yeah, all the time. People yeah. drop catches in baseball. But there's wild pitches yeah. all the time yeah. in baseball. Yeah, yeah you hit the goal. So it would happen in yeah. American yeah. sport. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what that means. Some guy who doesn't watch American sport probably yeah. said that on Yeah. All right. Uh, anyone else have anything? Oh, I did think it was nice that um, Daryl Braithwaite could see both of his sons play test cricket in Melbourne. <laughs> yeah, that was nice. <laughs> Good little zinger, mate. Yeah, Good little yeah. zinger. Um, Craig and Carlos Santana. Yeah. <laughs> Two singers in a row. Oh, we should do this recording now. Um, I had these pre-written down. Don't worry. Uh, uh, I did like actually. There's a few people took to Twitter to say how because um, the morning of the first of Boxing Day was obviously looked like it was going to rain and there's yeah. going to be no cricket, so there's no one there. And all these uh, keyboard, few keyboard warriors on Twitter started going on about how Adelaide should have the Boxing Day test because look at how you know we had the day night test and it was forty four thousand there. Yeah. An hour later, no rain, in you come, 53,000. Yeah. It's like piss off. <laughs> Against the worst test nation. And they start gobbling yeah. off the other day about, oh, we have 50,000 at New Year's Eve at the T20. Yeah. Two yeah. days later, yeah. 80,000, yeah. piss off Adelaide. <laughs> and the thing, too, is both of their games that they're going on about how great they are, gimmicks. Yeah. Gimmicks. gimmicks. New Year's yeah. Eve, yeah. BBL, yeah. gimmicks. Yeah. Gimmick. First, first ever day of a day-night test, yeah. gimmick. gimmick. But if you're from Adelaide, please keep listening. Yeah, we keep listening. We love the we love Adelaide. We love the city of churches. It's great over there. We've been there. there plenty of times. Got drunk there plenty of times. We love it. Thank Beautiful, you. picturesque. Yeah, yeah. Stobie uh, Street, yeah. Uh, Brighton. Yep, yeah. um, Stobie Poles and the Woolshed. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. 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 Oh, and the Woolshed. <laughs> <laughs> Bull riding Just machine. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, that pub, the Crokenbush. That's good. That yeah. Yeah. What was that even called? Anyway, we we digress. Yeah. Yeah. We're at an hour six now, Ross. Yep. Oh, I'm fully aware. I've got a little counter oh, on my thing. Yep. Just watching some piss dances at the moment, actually. 
Oh my god. Are they like the Tony Patuccio dancers? <laughs> no, they're more your hip hop style squatting down crossing oh. arms. Are they do- oh the arm cross. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. A lot of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The bit of the Gorinda Sandu look. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm not sure it um it hit my desk recently that um uh, what have we thought of the Sydney anything any other takeaway messages from Boxing Day tests? Like it was pretty boring, I thought. Nah, but, you know, pretty yeah, it's boring. Yeah, boring it was, to talk about. What are the uh, boring tests? there's one thing to say another one thing you can take away from the Boxing Day test. Mm. Marlon Samuels would not get a game in district thirds at yeah. the moment. Mm. Mm. And then he was involved in a comedic riot uh, today. Yeah. Yes. And uh, had the got... nerve to blame the other bloke who was on 85 and not yeah. running himself out. Yeah. Uh, Ross, mm. we got really drunk after the Boxing Day test, if that helps you. Oh, no, that's interesting. Oh, yeah. Three of the three of the podcast members. Uh, you went there. Yeah. You went there, Ross. Yeah, Ross was, Ross was off writing his blog. In the yeah, words of Ticket true. Australia, don't, don't be a Ross. <laughs> <laughs> don't be a Daryl. <laughs> okay. Um, it hit my desk uh, that the Sydney test started today. Mm. <laughs> And uh, not much happened there. Did a bit of rain. I did yeah. notice, uh, David, something that will interest you greatly is that yes. in the first session, which I don't think was affected by rain, uh, Australia managed to bowl 32 overs. Isn't that brilliant? The Positive. people pay their money to come and watch 90 hours of test cricket. And by the end of the day, which was rain affected, we lost yes. so much time, they bowled 80 overs. Yeah. Yep. So, I mean... What kind of just? Why is that not the norm? Get rid of the drinks breaks. You have that yeah. many drinks breaks between yeah. wickets and overs. Anyway. I think it was because um, Australia didn't have a big point. That's true. Um, yeah. yeah, but yeah. I think it. Yeah, I mean, Russ, it obviously interests you as well. Whether you overrate, um, oh, overrate yeah. Yes. Yes. But yeah, it's brilliant. Brilliant to see. Thirty-three hours. Thirty-two. Now I, I in the session is that should be the norm. The norm. I think. And now I actually, if I did a little bit of um. I got a couple of pages out in a calculator and did a little bit of mathematical work on this. Mm-hmm. If they're Just... able to bowl 32 overs in the first session, if they kept up that same rate, by the end of the day, now just let me double check these figures here, yeah, <laughs> they would have bowled 96 overs. Oh, that's, wow. that's getting yeah. into. Yeah. So does that, does that mean because you only bowled 90, does that mean you actually bowl them or you finish early? Well, you should be finished by 5.30. I think it's a time yeah. limit. So it's, they come up at 5.30. So if you can it. bowl 91 or whatever before 5.30, oh, okay. you're sweet. Yeah. Yeah. But imagine if a day's test cricket was 96 overs. We'd only exactly. need four day tests. That's right, yeah. <laughs> Mark Taylor style. <laughs> He can piss off too. <laughs> <laughs> we should just have a segment for you. You just whenever you. When I piss people off, yeah, yeah exactly. Just yeah. The whole can we write that down? Yeah, yeah, write that down. Yeah, yeah. yeah. put it on the Google Doc. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and also, I was looking up a little bit of fixturing and what Australia's up to next, just mm-hmm. because this um, series against the West Indies is um, really gripping me by the short <laughs> and curlies and making me pay attention. Um, have five ODIs against India coming up. Yes, I'm really looking forward to the five meaningless ODIs. Yes, followed by three T20s against India. Yep. yep. So the West Indies have come all this way to play three tests and two tour matches. Yeah, and then well, they'll be why not have a tri-series? Hmm, I don't know. Not sure why we didn't do that. But um, there's no tri-series now, but in June, Australia travelled to the West Indies and they play India and the West Indies in a tri-series. <laughs> um, you know what else? Sorry, just to yes. go back over an old point. Yes. Aren't the West Indies one of the best T20 nations in the world? Yes. Haven't we got a T20 World Cup coming up? Yes. Why would we not schedule three games against the best T20 team in the world to get some practice? Mm -hmm. Because they have no power on fixturing or anything. But half their team's already out here. Why can't Cricket Australia just go, right, piss off, you can have your five one-dayers, but 
We're doing the team 20s kill... against the West Indies, who are yes. the current World Cup holders, if I'm not mistaken. No, no, you're mistaken. Am I? Yeah, they won it in 2012. I think Sri Lanka won it in 2014. Ah, okay, yeah. cool. Sorry. But, I mean, they're still one of the best T20 yeah. nations. And half their bloody teams out here anyway playing BBL. Well, okay. Yeah, but you've got to go up against India, and they get what they want. Yeah. So they would have gone five, five one yeah. day, three 2020s, lock it in now. And I just think, you know, scheduling-wise, if you want practice, and we're not good at international 2020s, no. we never have been. No. no. So why not test yourself against the best? Yeah, Sorry, yeah. Ross, I'm just digressing. No, no. Oh, so when are we going to have a triangular T20 international series. Yes, that'll be a game changer, won't it? Yes. <laughs> so why couldn't you have India and the West Indies here and we play, say, India twice, West Indies twice, and they play each other twice, and then we have a final? Well, you yeah. can almost yeah, play them on the same day. Yeah. You can almost double-header them. Yeah, yeah, that's true. You could probably get it over and done within a week. Yeah, yeah. you play one in the morning play and you play every, one at night. Every day. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I suppose if you've got to move in between Australia, or maybe get it done in a week and a half or yeah. something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It wouldn't take long, but uh, yeah. I don't think that's happened anywhere around the world. Something to think about. Really? Mm-hmm. Um, you heard it here first, listeners. Yeah, that's right. Um, so before we get over to the West Indies in June, though, we've got uh, three ODIs for the Chapel Hadley Trophy against the Black Caps. Oh, that's brilliant. Yeah. yeah. And then a another great two-test series against the Black Caps. So yeah. we don't hold the Chapel Hadley Trophy because they won it in the World Cup. In oh, that but first game, to... but they didn't. They didn't put it on the line for the actual World Cup final. Yeah. Oh, so they, oh, so they wouldn't hold the Chapel Hadley Trophy. So the Chapel Hadley goes across all formats. No. Just, uh, just the, the, the one day. One day yeah, oh, so there's so not enough for, not, not for in the, the World Cup. Cup. No. Ah, so that was for Test matches. No. No, that's the. That's um, called the Trans Tasman. Yes. What's the trophy look like for the trans Tasman? I think it's Murley's hand. Oh, yeah. Shane Warne's hand, yeah. Every international trophy's that. The world's worst trophy. Yeah. yeah. And, um, it's actually Trevor Chapel, uh, a bust of Trevor Chapel, oh, yeah. an yeah. Yeah. I think so. And um, I think also that um, the trans Tasman trophy is just a, a yacht, isn't it? Isn't yeah. Sailing across. Yeah. 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 Um, then after that, we play New Zealand, uh, as I said, in the two two test series, one of the, the best sized test series you could possibly want to have, yes, just two. The, the Brendan McCullum farewell tour. Yes. Yeah. Then it's off to uh, South Africa for three T20s. Okay. Yeah. As a build up to the World T20 in uh, March. Now. Have you got a squad for that, Ross? Oh, no, I haven't, but I think we might have some a little bit later. Um, Do we have enough time for it, is my question. <laughs> oh, well, we've got plenty of time. Um, this is the festive season, uh, Alex, and people want to hear more people junk love time. Uh, so we're giving them plenty more junk yeah. time. Um, uh, and this air in 10 actually hasn't been shit. There's been some no, good stuff in here. Good groundskeeping. One thing that does irk me about the World T20, you'll notice I keep saying World T20. Yes. That's because that's what it's called. Yeah. I've just about had it up to my eyelids of people calling it the T20 World Cup or the T20 oh, World Cup. Yeah, that one. Yeah, because it's not. It's, it's the World T20 the tournament world, or no, just, it's world just called T20. World T20. That doesn't tell you anything about what's happening. No, but it's called the Cricket World Cup, which is the thing that was in Australia. <laughs> yeah. So to differentiate, it's the Cricket World Cup and it's the World T20. Doesn't have doesn't the word he... cricket in it, which is probably a little bit of a mistake, isn't it? Yeah, so if you're Just... new to the game. Yeah. Well, if you've never That's heard what T20 is about, getting yeah. new people into the game. Yeah. Where's it even played? Does anyone know where it's played this year? India. 
surprise, surprise. Yeah, there's a lot of um, fans in India queuing up for tickets because they think it'll be a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> Move on, Ross. Okay. Uh, well, they could, it could be for some Indian people. Yeah. yeah they What's might the die before the next one. Yeah, I don't know, yeah. Um, I guess you could say that about anyone. Um, yeah, that's true. Yeah. So after that uh, triangular ODI series in the West Indies, so we're flying all the way to from Australia to South Africa to play three T20s. Yeah. Then we fly all the way to the West Indies in June to play a um, it's a ten game ODI series. So Australia play four ten. of those. Or three, three of them. Three, it's uh, a tri-series. Oh, tri-series, sorry. Yeah, tri-series. Yeah, sorry. Australia play... They play each other three times. Yeah, so Australia play six games and then a seventh if it's the final, if they make the final. So they go, they fly all the way there for two and a half weeks, which is um, hard to really understand why. But anyway. And then they're on to Sri Lanka in July and August for tests and ODIs and no doubt a T20. Yep. And then they're back to South Africa in September for um, five ODIs. Huh. Yeah, they're just jet-setting all around the place, playing random little sets of games just, here and yeah, there. Just, so, yeah, random ridiculousness. Yeah. The only thing that's uh, of interest out of all of that, I know you'll say none of it's been of interest, but um, <laughs> the um, Ireland are touring South Africa at the really? same time. Yes. That, oh, cool. Um, yeah, this For ODIs? Or? Yes. Well, what they're doing is, uh, before Australia and South Africa play their five-game ODI series, Ireland are playing South Africa, and then Ireland are playing Australia. I really oh, okay. they go yeah. full strength, the Australia and South African sides. Yeah. yeah. Like, don't, just, that, don't just add, like, the under-19 Futures League stars or whatever. <laughs> like, don't take the Caxi over there. Yeah. No, no. Just I to play against in, uh, Ireland. Well, they're in good form. They smash West Indies. Well, that's true. <laughs> I don't think they will, because it's like a warm-up game for the you know, five-game ODI series. Yeah, so. so they want to take it seriously. Yeah, it'll be a full-strength team, I'm pretty sure. And it's a really positive step, I see that, because um, now they've got rid of the Champions League T20, it's freed up three weeks in the international calendar. Mm-hmm. So um, this is the sort of thing that they should be doing all the time. You know, if there's going to be a bilateral um, ODI series somewhere, we'll get a one of the associate nations in to play a game against each of the two countries. As well, just games. like with the island, I can't see him being bad as Zimbabwe or West no. Indies at test no. level. I just can't see him happening. No. A like with the West Indies, the island are a nation, yeah. so they've already got that like national pride. Yeah. West Indies are just cobbled together from a few islands, yeah, and that's true. You know, there's a lot of internal politics with the West Indies. As yeah, well. Zimbabwe is reasonably corrupt. I really can't see Ireland being as corrupt. No, as no way. Allegedly, yeah, um, allegedly. Allegedly, yeah. What would be even better, obviously, if Ireland could then force its way into being part of a triangular ODI series? Yeah, well, that's yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. that would be good. Just ease them in like they did with sort of um, Bangladesh and Sri Lanka to get them into the test-playing nation yeah. sort of stuff. Well, yeah. how many how many Australian players filled their boots against Zimbabwe when they were in a tri-nation yeah. series? It couldn't be any worse if Ireland were there. Mm. Yeah, that's right. Mark yeah, Hall scored 175 against Zimbabwe. Yeah. Well, didn't we um, lose was... our last um, one-day... We'll lose one one-day game in Zimbabwe last time we played them. Yes. Or in Kenya yeah. when we played yeah. 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 Yes, that's right. Because we yeah. played all the duds that we lost. Yep. Yeah. Um, so that's that's interesting. Um, World T20 squads, over to you, Alex. Okay, so we're halfway mark of the uh, BBL, so I thought maybe I could whip up my idea of what, a, um, what our World T20 squad of 15 would be. So I've got a couple of squads here, one serious and two comical. I've got the we'll series. Yeah, yeah, okay. Okay. Yeah, okay. okay, you guys. 
can pick out of the, the titles of the squads what's going to be comical or not. I reckon World T20. So I've got a World T20 Cup squad, the real one. Then I've got a big lug squad made up of the biggest lugs in the BBL and a wily old fox squad, which is probably going to be the best side of the kit, <laughs> judging from the form. So <clears throat> out of the test side, there's only three players I've picked into the squad of 15 of the 2020. Warner Smith and uh, where is Stark? Who I've picked. I think they're probably the only that sort of translate well. Yep. Oh, actually, I've got Lion in there as well that translate well. Um, Lion. Yeah. yeah, of course I've got Lion. And he's also taken six wickets at an um, economy rate of six and a half or something like Are that. Are you still conscious of time or now that you've got the mic, you just sort of. Yeah, I'm conscious. That's why I'm going quick. <laughs> I'm conscious of time, I'm just not doing anything about it. <laughs> <laughs> I understand that time is a universal. So like, we've spent yeah. like a minute giving me oh, yeah. shit about time. Yeah, we can, we can afford to burn that minute. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. I've got Mackay in. He's the leading wicket taker oh. at the moment with nine wickets at 7.09 economy rate because we don't care about averages. No. We only care about economy rate. The Rolls Boyce is in my side. Oh. He's taken the most wickets out of all the spinners. Um, the Governor General George Bailey. Yeah, right. Who's an incumbent in the side as yeah. I, I think. Uh, Glenn Maxwell, of course. Yeah. Got to pick him. Cam White's in good form, so I've given him a dash in the squad. Well, good to see him give it to the Stars the other night. Yeah, he's yeah. yeah. cop this. Um, our mate, friend of the show, Maxi Klinger. Yes. He's, ne- he's nearly the leading run scorer. I think he's third or something on the list. Of all time? Oh, uh, no, just this year as well. Yeah, he just keeps churning out runs. Lynn? The Linsanity, Linsation. Oh, absolutely. Um, he's got to be in. Big Finchy, Skiff. Uh, Mitch Marsh, the Bison. He's got to be in there, I think, as an all-rounding option. He's not in the current test team? Oh, he is too. Sorry, I've got five there. Yeah, I forgot about him. Good, Ross, thank you. Um, constructive criticism is always the best. Thank you very much. Uh, Dan Christian is an all-round option as well because he's in good form. Um, and the wicketkeeper's Payne because he scored a lot of runs. Um, and is keeping okay at the moment. So that's my squad. But, and I didn't pick Hodge, Michael, because I looked up some of his T20 international stats. High score of 36 out of 15 games with a strike rate of 131. I'm saying not good enough. He's good, at the, he's good at the domestic level, but international, he hasn't done Don't that test well. the volcano, mate. I'm telling you. Yeah, but the, the, the way people T20 is judged, is pretty much a score over 26 is seen as okay. It's a 50, yeah. Oh, well, his strike rate's probably not that good. 130 is good. Well, yeah. a lot of the other batsmen I picked are far and far. Well, don't test the volcano, mate. Anyway, I'm just... I thought you got Honestly, that's not a very good squad. Oh, have you got something better, Mick? Yeah. Oh, well, do you want me to move on to my big lug squad yeah, and my wily old fox yeah, squad? Yeah. Well, Skipper... Well, that was the comical squad, I think. Ross, you got to, Ross, you got to get <laughs> control here. Oh, right, sorry, I was yeah. going to give you my squad. But, oh, uh, go, go, go. No, we'll go through your T20 and I'll okay. give you my right. comical squads. And if we've got time, I know we're, we're oh, conscious, yes. of, oh, conscious, we're conscious of time. Conscious of time, yes. Um, so in my squad, we've got Warner and Finch at opening, strangely enough. Uh huh was Finch uh, in your squad? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> He's the skipper. I wasn't listening, sorry. <laughs> then we've got uh, Lynn, uh, Steve yep. Smith, Maxwell at five, Wade at six, Mitch Marsh, seven, Faulkner, eight, and then a few bowlers, Boyce, Pattinson, and we could probably stick another batsman in there, so I'll go George Bailey and come in at six instead of Wade. Okay. So that's very similar to mine. Could we do losses? And then, um, uh, uh, this is surprising. I just think you get some overrated hang on. Is it, it has Ross's... Uh, oh, I don't know. I don't know. It's not either. really exactly the same size. I, I, I don't think it's going either. I haven't finished my um, uh, team yet. 
So Klinger <laughs> and S. Marsh are the backup batsmen. Uh-huh. And yeah. we've got um, Stark, if he's over his injury, he's out at the minute. Yeah. And um, what I noticed was Australia don't seem to have a lot of like uh, T20 fast bowlers that I immediately think of, oh, they're a good T20 fast bowler. Yeah, yeah. yeah with Stark would be the one, but without yeah. him, I'm sort of like, mm, Ben Hilfenhaus maybe. Oh, <laughs> Sean Tate historically has been pretty good in the T20. I know we've got Bash Red but historically he's been a good T20 yes. bowler. He's I'm, only 32. Can we do without Smith in the T20s? Could we just leave him to the ODI? Probably, but matches? he's just in. He's just that good. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I didn't pick a squad because I don't think um, T20 should be played internationally. So I've no, foregone no. the squad being the crusty old blotter that I am. <laughs> okay. But I just think that that's an interesting way to say lazy. Yeah, yeah, lazy. Yeah. <laughs> um, have we got uh, that big lug eleven now, Gin? Uh, let's go. We've got enough. It's fabled um, yeah. fifteen. It's going to be. I just like. I just think. I personally believe that it's some blokes. You guys are picked that don't deserve their spots, that's all. Like, no, it's just, it's I don't think, I'm not like, honestly, I this is honestly, I'm and like people go rah rah. Maxwell has done nothing at present to, to warrant being in any international side that our country is, that represents our country. Except in the X Factor ratings. Oh, he might get in the X Factor level. Yeah, I think but, he's number two. But he's done nothing for the stars. <laughs> he did nothing in the Matador except throw his wicket away. Like, he doesn't, I don't think, like, I understand the whole, he's a T20 guy, but I don't think he should be picked. Anyway, so I've got Leon a great. <laughs> so I've got Warner and Finch. Finch is captain. So I've just picked a squad. I haven't got him in any batting order. Yeah, no, I didn't do that. Either. I've got Sean Marsh, Chris yeah. Lynn, and Michael Klinger. Absolutely. I've got you choose between Mike Hussey or Brad Hodge. Yeah. I've got Smith in there, so you can take Smith out and have Hussey and Hodge. I've got Tim Payne because I'm based on this year, and when you look at his numbers overall, he's one of the best performed keepers in. Domestic T20. I think the other yeah. that's the other thing too. I'll check his stats. Like Wadey, like yeah, he's in the one day and he's in the T20. He's the incumbent, but we've got to get out of that, especially for the T20 because it's so quickly overturning. Yeah, we've got to get out of the idea that there's incumbents. I reckon. Yeah, exactly. so I didn't have him. I got Tate. Anyone can bowl 150 yeah. k's. He's like, and he's shot. He's been one of the best bowlers just, just in the T20 so far this year in the BBL. I feel I'm, so. I've I'm, got him. He has bowled well, but I think yeah. like if you. Have too many guys that bowl too fast, they can leak a lot of runs. They hit for a lot of yeah, bounds. That's only one guy that bowls that fast. Oh, you don't have um, Stark. I've got a Stark too. I'm saying, not, but he, that's the squad, so you'd have to have him yeah, 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 yeah. I've got Clint McKay, leading run, leading wicket taker this year. Um, I've got Berendorf, who's one of the leading wicket takers uh, of all time yes. in the BBL. Yeah. I've got Mish Stark. I've got John Hastings as well. He's taken a lot of wickets over the whole Big journey Duke. of the BBL. Yeah. And I got Boyce and Hoggy as my spinners. Yeah. yeah so nice. I don't have Mitchell Marsh because when he, like, he hasn't really done anything at BBL level. That's true. And I, and I, and I think you've got to be careful not to get, and this is what we've talked about in other things. You've got to get, be careful not to get sucked into picking too many test bikes you don't play this format. Well, that's the question I pose of Steve Smith. When was the last yeah. time he played at 2020? Oh, I probably wouldn't yeah. pick him either, but the, last, the last time he did play a T20 for the sixties, he made a ton. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. And he's the type of player who, like Warner, you, you got to pick him because he can play that format. Yeah. But Warner's at a point, too, where I would you think about not picking him either. Yeah, yeah. just concentrate. Because he doesn't play the format. Because you've got Sean Marsh and Maxi Clinton who can open yeah. for Australia. Yeah. They open for Western Australia and do it yeah. so brilliantly. Yeah. So, yeah. But, yes, that's what I have. So, I'd, yeah, I, I, might, I don't squad. have Maxwell, I don't have Wade, and I don't have Mitch Martin. No. Yeah, it's a good squad. Yeah. Do you want to hear my big lug squad, guys? Yeah, yeah go for it. Skipper, CEO, and uh, president of the squad is Trent Lawford, obviously. <laughs> um, and we've got uh, Big Simmons, 
is it score? This is in no order. It's actually kind of hard to pick a decent big lung side because not many bats are in a big lung. Yeah. <laughs> Sean Tate, he's a big lug. Yeah, yeah. He's a big lug. <laughs> big big lug Mitch Marsh, the bison, nicknamed yeah. the bison. Yeah, he's okay, a big yeah, lug. You that. The Duke, Hastings. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's a big yeah. lug. Yeah, he's and, a big lug. And this is about where I thought it's a bad idea getting a big lug. <laughs> 15, not just an 11. So I've gone Sandu because oh, he's yeah. pretty tall. Yeah. Um, Dougie Bollinger, it's not really that yeah. big, but yeah, he's, he's got lug about yeah, it. He's got yeah, lug, but yeah. yeah. Stoinis, the yeah, Stoin cloth. Yeah, he's absolute big lug. Yeah, and I needed batsman, that's why you got to go. The chest the size of a house, that man. Big dumb Pato. Yes. Yeah. He's got to be in there. He's a um, now this is where I really struggled. So Christian, is he a big lug, guys? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you know. Yeah. He's only medium ball. height, but all his... Um, Big day out antics. He's a big lug. Yeah, yeah all right. Um, Watson? Yeah, massive lug. Yeah, yeah. yeah, all those yeah, you know, pecs and stuff. Cam White is a big lug. Bear. Yeah. Oh, yeah Bear without being a big lug. Ben Cutting? Yeah, he's a big lug. Yeah. Big lug, good. Yeah. This is where I really struggled. Flores. Oh! <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I, checked, I checked everywhere on the internet to work out how tall he was. I knew he had a big ball. He's oh, no ball. He's a hundred. Yeah. I, was, I was watching the cricket. One rule about big lug 15, <laughs> don't interrupt the big lug 15. Because <laughs> he literally doesn't catch it. Oh, really? Hey, we're watching it's it. It's a no ball. Oh, That's a no oh, ball, no. so he literally Sorry, didn't catch yeah. it. Okay, so Floris, 189 centimetres tall. Nah, Is that big lug? not a big lug. Well, I'm 188. Yeah, you're not a big lug either. But, that's, yeah. but then again, so is Bryce Gibbs. And yeah. Is he a big lug? Yeah, Peter podcast. Forrest is yeah, a big on. lug. Yes, oh, good. Oh, okay, Floris is out in, in out Floris in Forest. Yeah, that's imagine that's 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 and he's, he's, he's kind of newish to the scene as well. Well, I wouldn't know him then, Mick. So, uh, Scotty Boland. Oh, he's, he's a big massive, He's a massive yep. human being. He's got big shoulders, big neck. Like you see him in the test yes. photo, he's man, with his baggy pink on, and he's a big boy. Oh, right. So, out stuck in Boland. Yeah. So, does everyone like that for a big lug squad? Yeah, yeah. it's pretty good. Um, I was um, going to say just to, um, that uh, in Floris, in Forest Out Floris, it sounds yes. like a, the florist gag I knew about the florist called the Lone Hydrangea. Yes. <laughs> so I'm not going to do me Wiley Old Fox because we're an hour and a half now, right? You know so you could have done me a big lug, but because yeah. like the T20 like to bring people out of retirement, Mug Guts danced me. Oh, could have brought him out of retirement oh, and he could have wicket kept your side. Because I don't have a wicket keeper there. I was going to make um, <laughs> Trent Tom- Wolford. Cam, Cam White do it. Oh, oh, uh, Trent Lawford, did you know he bought... No, hang on, who am I thinking of? Simmons, Bowles, left-arm Chinaman, left-arm Orthodox, and left-arm Medium, <laughs> according to his cricket phone thing. <laughs> I'm like, this guy can do anything. I'm anything. pretty sure he doesn't bowl any of them. He bowls like Buff Lehman used to bowl. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so moving on now, because yeah. we're... Who's in the Wiley Old Fox 11? Ah, we'll cut it. I don't think. Do you really want to hear it? Yes, yes, go for it. Is this going to be the first podcast we actually edit? (laughs) Okay, Wiley Old Fox squad. Friend of the show, Captain Maxi Clear. Yeah. Yeah. Hodge and Hoggy, of course. Yes, yes. 
Um, what Tim Payne, who's probably one of the older yeah, guys. That's yeah. crap. Yeah, move on. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> him or, I can't remember how you old don't, Hartley. Don't don't need a wiki. Hartley's a wild old fox. No, no. Uh, um, yeah. Hartley would be older. He's the fox. Yeah. The Governor General George Bailey. Yeah. Wiley old fox. Cam Watts, Wiley old fox. Down. Yeah. Mike Hussey, Dave Hussey, maybe. Well, they're yeah. both forty. I was just thinking. I was actually saying like some of them are retired, so. I wasn't going to pick the guys that have retired from... But they're playing in this format. Yeah, you're making up the criteria. Just go, You should have just gone playing lists, sort by age, and just put the first 11. True. <laughs> um, the should have been Hatton. Dan Christian. Yes. Yeah, I thought Hatton about 38. Play. So Dan Christian. Yeah. 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 Or, or, Not that or, old, or, but anyway. Ben Hilford House. Oh, yeah, he's a fox. Yeah, yeah. McKay. 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 Yeah, yeah. Catfish, Hopes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, James Hopes. Yes, yes. I actually forgot about him and wrote him in here. Uh, Craig Simmons is an old bastard. <laughs> he's 32 or something. He's a wild old fox, playing a lot of grade cricket and stuff. He'd know his game pretty well, I reckon. <laughs> Ed Cowan. Oh, yes. He was a wily old fox when he was born, that guy. I, reckon. <laughs> <laughs> I have Dave Hussey in here. I wasn't sure if he retired from international cricket or not, but I put him in. I've um, got Hastings, obviously, the Duke, Wally Old Fox, and Doug, the Wally Old Fox, Bollinger. Uh, there's a bit of crossover with yeah, the right, big yeah. lug 11. Yeah. I want to put Jacques <laughs> Cullis in there as a Wally Old Fox, and Kumar Sangakara, he's a Wally Old Fox, I'd say. Yeah, but he's big in Australian ones. Yeah. Well. Oh, Australian. Oh, I would have put Mahalo Jai Water in there big. too. Yeah. There's actually a reason behind it. It's not just a list of old people. Oh, okay. <laughs> I would have put Haddon down as a Wally Old Fox when he... Hit the first ball to straight to oh no the first ball of the innings hit him plumb in front and he looked at the end of his bat. Yeah. That's your game. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What's, what's next, Ross? Uh, well, we move on to international <laughs> cricket. Oh, can we skip international cricket? Uh, well, yeah. we've just got a very brief look at uh, South yep. Africa versus England Test series is happening at the moment, and for some reason South Africa decided A. B. De Villiers has to wear the gloves again. Yeah, yeah that's, that's weird. weird. Yeah. What's Quinton de Kock doing? Surely he's good enough for Test level. Not not playing with South Africa, is he? I think his stats have gone a bit limp on him. <laughs> <laughs> um, has um, A.B. De Villiers' stats dropped since he took up gloves up again? I think they have. I don't think he's batted that well in that series. Oh, well, they've only played one test, so I don't know. Yeah. Well, how did he bat? Uh, uh, yeah, mediocre. Yep. Yep, good. Yep. Um, yep. So, New Zealand versus Sri Lanka. The reason New Zealand couldn't tour Australia for Boxing Day test was because they had to host three um, one days against Sri Lanka at that time. Yep. And they were all rip snorters, including um, New Zealand chasing down 117 in 8.5 overs. Old oh, mate, Marty Guptill. Yep, oh, 93 so off 30 balls. Far out. Yeah, so they would have really um, filled up a lot of air time on the TV networks, no doubt, that they were looking yeah. for. Mm. Got the turnstiles ticking. All right, uh, we look now. Well, that was a quick wrap of international cricket. We move now to Alex's <coughs> inbox. Over to you, uh, Alex. Luckily, I have a very short letter mm-hmm. from Tip Madsley. Oh. said, Dear Mid-Off Podcasters, two words, dead air. So I guess he's referring to our seven-hour mm. um, yeah. <coughs> dead air-a-thon. Yes. Uh, yours truly, Tip Madsley. He said, oh, P.S., how was Tip Madsley's quest for the tongue going? I <laughs> Tip Madsley's asking yeah. that. But, ah, but it's good uh, person work by Tip. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not sure about how the quest for the tongue's going, but we are catching up with the great man tomorrow for a body surfing competition down at Torquay. Yes. Mm-hmm. And speaking of Torquay, uh, Tip Madsley was upset that uh, the Torquay Talks had to play against Jan Juck, or Jan Junk, as they're now known. Yes. Uh, and they had to play on synthetic. Uh, I think he called them concrete jibbers. <laughs> <laughs> 
that's the way they were described. So that's a tip Madsy update for you. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, Ross is out box now, and I have a letter that I pinned to, of all people, James <laughs> Sutherland. Yeah, oh, I really never text him or yeah. email. No, no, always um, put it in the envelope, um, P.O. Oh, box. You know, snail mail. Yeah, Jollymont 3111. <laughs> yeah, um, uh, dear James, I noticed that there were 80,000 people at the MCG for the Big Bash game last night. Media types were spruiking this as a big crowd. Well, I never. The ground <laughs> was 20% empty. <laughs> You're a harsh man. Why are we celebrating four fifths? <laughs> Get back to me when you fill the MCG for a BBL game. Yours in cricket, Ross. <laughs> um, I'm happy you went to the lowest common denominator there, Ross. Yeah. Oh yes, I wasn't going to say eighty over a hundred or something. No. Um. So I don't expect a reply anytime soon with that, but I do have another entry to put in the Sutherland Diary, and it's up to day 56, uh, January 3. Uh, no word from James as yet. Perhaps his letter has got lost in the Christmas backlog. Yeah, yeah that I think so. Yeah. Uh, we move now on to listener feedback. I've got some. Um, uh, a good friend of the show, well, not so much after this listener feedback, but a good friend of ours, uh, Luke McNamara, has said, if I wanted to listen to you four talk cricket, I'd go to the pub with you. So he's obviously not a listener. Well, it's a um, little veiled compliment that we're, you know, good with our jockey yep, comedy correct. and that sort of stuff. I've actually got some podcaster feedback, if I may. Mm. Uh, this is my feedback to other people. Uh, we had seven hours of podcast and three people listened to it all. What the hell are these people doing? <laughs> For seven hours. Do they not have anything else to do? <laughs> I don't care like, if you're invalid after a big night on the piss. Yeah. Get out of bed and stop listening to us and yeah. achieve something with yeah. your life. Yeah. Listen to six hours oh, and do something just, for Just, yeah, listen yeah. to a couple of hours when it was good. Because yeah. after the two-hour mark, we just went downhill. I just don't get what these people are doing. That's why we've got to shut this podcast off at 100 minutes. Yeah. That's right, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Any other listener feedback, Michael? Uh, I had, um, we had some feedback from one of our listeners, uh, Nathan Ryan, who uh, said he liked the story on the live podcast we told about the um, bloke getting given out when the runner was behind the umpire. Yeah. So he thought that was quite hilarious. So what he's asked for, and it's a really good segment, and what we'll probably try and touch on it for the for Inside Clubland on the next episode. But if uh, anyone listening can hit us up on our Facebook page or on Twitter with uh, any stories like that. So the, th- the theme is you can only see that in park cricket. So hit us up with any stories or even just funny things that happen in park cricket, and uh, I'll, put, I'll try to get put together a top ten, and we'll have the top ten things you can only see in park cricket <laughs> for the next episode. All right, yes, definitely. Hit us up on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, with any of those suggestions. That now brings us to a close. Um, you can find us on SoundCloud at soundcloud.com slash Podcast and facebook.com slash Podcast. We're now on Twitter at midoffcricket and also on iTunes. Our next podcast will be in a fortnight on January the 17th during the Australia versus India ODI series. The WBBL and BBL regular seasons will be at a close and we'll preview the finals in both those comps. We'll get some more local cricket into the mix as those competitions resume after Christmas. Until next time, it's bye for now. Thanks for listening. Thank you. Bye. Thanks, Ross. See ya. See ya.